today on Transforming Lives. Yeah, Paul is stating a fact. Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen? It is a fact that you can look at. It is a fact that you can investigate. It's a fact that you can see in history, in, in, in prophecy, and in experience. Jesus Christ is alive. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible says, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Amen. When you look at the New Testament and you read the New Testament, you will recognize that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ are cardinal principles. That means uh, um, the most important principles uh, uh, in our Christian faith. Amen. In the gospel, the Bible tells us about the events of the resurrection. When you read the gospel, you see how Jesus went through the, his sacrificial death in order to be raised from the dead. When you read the book of Acts, you will see the the, the impact or the experience how the resurrected Christ was manifesting, amen, in the lives of the apostles and people were saved and delivered and set free. When you read the epistles where Paul wrote, the letters that Paul wrote, you will see the exp uh, uh, explanation of why Jesus came to die on the cross and to pay the price so that we can be saved. Um, we, we, the, the Apostle Paul, in particular, was very, very thorough in specializing and teaching concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he insisted that the resurrection is the foundation of our salvation, the foundation of our redemption, the foundation of what Jesus came to accomplish. Amen. And so when, uh, when, when we look at this particular passage as we, we are, are sharing today, this is a good passage for us to capture in Paul's writing concerning the, the, the crust or the, the, the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This particular passage, Paul wrote to his son Timothy. This was one of the, the, the last books that Paul wrote. He was in prison in Roman in the Roman prison when he wrote this letter to Timothy. And Paul was telling Timothy that you need to remember that Jesus, who is the son of David, was risen from the dead. He died, he was buried, and he, he rose from the dead according to his gospel. To, to my gospel, Paul made it clear. Amen. And so it's very, very important for us as believers to take a look at the resurrection. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. 
And so today what I want to do, I want to begin a series on the power of the resurrection. I want to begin to teach this entire month, amen, as we go towards Easter, I want to spend time focusing on the resurrection and what the, 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 the purpose of the resurrection and the and teach some basic characteristics of the resurrection. There are six basic things that I want to cover this month or, 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 or beyond concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to talk about the power of the resurrection, and we'll be talking about that today. I want to talk about the proof of the resurrection. I want to talk about the joy of the resurrection. I want to talk about the transform, transformation of the resurrection. I want to talk about the message of the resurrection. And I want to talk about the result or results of the resurrection. Amen. Today we want to look at the first characteristic of the resurrection, and that is the power of the resurrection. Hallelujah. I want to share three basic things concerning the power of the resurrection. We want to remember the facts. We want to remember and uh, consider the power. And we want to encourage you to deliver the message. Amen. Remember the facts, say it with me, say remember the facts, consider the power, and deliver the message. Amen? So let's look at each one of them as we discuss the power of the resurrection. The passage that we read, or our text, it says, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to to my gospel. Here Paul is stating a fact. Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen? It is a fact that you can look at. It is a fact that you can investigate. It's a fact that you can see in history, in, in, in prophecy, and in experience. Jesus Christ is alive. Say it with me. Say Jesus. Jesus. Is alive. Yeah. The, the fact that Jesus is alive is something that we can attain, uh, 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 we can, it's tangible, it's something that happened. The fact that Jesus is, is alive is something that, that, that was prophesied by the prophets uh, um, that, that God prophesied it. So it's prophetic. God declared that Jesus was going to come. And that Jesus was going to be raised from the dead. The fact that Jesus is alive is something that we can go to history and we can look. If you go into Jerusalem and you, and you look into Jerusalem, you will see an empty tomb. There's nobody in that tomb. Jesus Christ is alive. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. It is something that tangibly happened. The record of Jesus Christ being on this earth, living on this earth, ministering to people, healing, delivering, and setting people free, dying on the cross, going into the grave, and being risen from the dead is a fact. It's history. You can go. That's why it is called His story. It's God's story. We can evaluate it. And also the fact that Jesus Christ is alive is progressive. Say progressive. Not only that there was a prophecy, there were prophecies about Jesus 
foretelling about his coming and dying and being raised from the dead. Not only that something that you can see physically and a, a historical fact that you can go to, but progressively we are experiencing the resurrected Lord. Paul said, this is my gospel. I have experienced the resurrected Lord. And I'm here this morning, I can say to you that I myself have experienced the resurrected Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Several years, almost 30 years ago, when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ, my life was ultimately transformed. And I've never been the same since. Every day of my life, I see the power of the resurrected life. The God that is able to transform, the God that is able to change, the God that is able to make things new, He is alive. Say, Jesus, Jesus is, is alive. alive. Say it again. Say, Jesus, Jesus is, is alive. alive. Say it again. Say, Jesus, Jesus is, is Alive. Jesus is alive. Amen. So let's 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 like examine uh, uh, um, the, the, the facts of the resurrection. Let let reminisce. Let's look at what God says about the, the facts of the resurrection, the prophetic messages that God declared about the resurrection, the, 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 the history of the resurrection, the, the experience of the resurrection. Let's look at it. Amen. Let's look at it. First. Let's look at the prophetic evidence. The Bible says, Jesus Christ of the seed of David. Say seed of David. Say seed of David. And then the phrase seed of David suggests that Jesus Christ is the son of David. The offspring of David. God declared to David the king. The man after his own heart, he said, one of your seed will come and he will be the Messiah that will save the nations, that will, that will save my people and redeem them unto, and he will have his throne forever. Amen. When you read 2 Samuel chapter 7 and you read different passages in that something, David was, was, was reminiscing uh, a particular time concerning all that God had accomplished for him. And then David said to the prophet Nathan, How is it that I, the king, am living in this beautiful palace, yet the tent of God, I mean the, the ark of God, lies in the tent? I want to build a temple for my God. I want to build something that will be magnificent, that will exemplify the God that I serve. I want to, 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 to build a, a temple that people will go in and worship my God. And then the Bible tells us, uh, 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 Nathan said, go ahead and do it. And again, God spoke to Nathan and, and said, go and tell David, you will not build. And this is what he said in first. In 2 Samuel, God was talking to David. He said, when the, your days are fulfilled and you rest with your father, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his throne, his kingdom. He will be the one who will build my house, and I will establish his throne on his, his throne forever. 
Amen. God was talking about Solomon building the temple, but then God said to David, your seed will have a kingdom forever. He will be established on the throne forever. Jesus Christ, the seed of David, is established. And he, the Messiah, came to establish God's rule and to show us. And through uh, um, events in his life, he was crucified, dead, uh, um, died on the cross, and rose from the dead in victory, declaring to us. And that's why Paul is saying the seed of David was raised from the dead. Say hallelujah. Psalm chapter 80, 80, 89 verse 28. The Bible says God speaking. He said, my mercy I will keep for him forever. Talking about Jesus. And my covenant will stand firm with him. God prophesied, declared that Jesus will come. Amen. In Psalm chapter uh, 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 um, 137 verse 17, God speaking, he said, I will make the horn of David to grow, and I will prepare a lamp for him. Amen. When you read about the scripture, the Old Testament, you will find over and over God prophesying, declaring through the prophets that Jesus will, will come. You know the, the, the famous passage in Isaiah chapter 9 where he said, For unto you a son is given. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 53, the Bible tells God, Isaiah prophesied, he said, Jesus came as a sheep led to the slaughter to die so that he may rise again. For us, God is faithful. Say hallelujah. Since the foundation of the world, God began to declare over and over that the seed of the woman will come. Amen. In Genesis chapter 15, after, I mean, Genesis chapter 3, after uh, Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan, and Satan uh, um, deceived them and, and stole the, their authority from them, God prophesied to Satan, and he said to him, the seed of the woman, the Messiah will come, and he will bruise your head. Say Hallelujah. God declared over and over and over again that Jesus will come, the seed of the woman, the seed of David, and be the Messiah. So what Paul is saying to, 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 to his son Timothy, uh, remember, he is saying, this is not something that you should take lightly. Remember that it was prophesied that Jesus will come, and Jesus will die, and Jesus will be risen. From the dead. The resurrection is host in prophecy. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. God spoke it, God did it. Say amen. Not only is it host in prophecy, the resurrection also, like I said to you, is a fact. Amen. There are many people who have tried to, to disprove the resurrection, but the resurrection remains a fact. There is an empty tomb. There is an empty tomb. Say that empty tomb. Say there's an empty tomb. You know, every, every time I remember when I was in college, when I got born again, I came across a pamphlet, a, a documentation that was written by Josh uh, McDowell. Um, he was the lawyer who, who got converted, and, and it, it's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. There was this lawyer who, 
who uh, uh, um, didn't know Christ claimed that, that, that the restoration was not true and he set up to, to, to look at evidence just like lawyers uh, gather evidence to prove the case in a court and he gathered all his research and when he gathered his research look at all history, look at everybody, look at the eyewitnesses he was able to conclude after all of his research there is no way that a Jewry will look at this evidence, this compelling evidence, and says that he, Jesus, did not rise from the dead. Amen. And we have so many people who least struggle. Amen. The, 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 the former atheist, I call him former atheist because he's not an atheist anymore. Former atheist, he and his wife were atheists. They didn't want to do, do anything with God, but a group of women began to pray, and they prayed his wife into Christ, into the church, into, into God. When his wife got born again, amen, she didn't, she didn't uh, piss him off, she didn't force him. All she needed, started to do was to pray. The same way the women prayed, all she did was pray. He began to, to, to wonder, why would this woman just continue to pray? And so he decided that he was going to research to prove to his wife once and for all that Jesus did not die, did not do what he says he would do. You see, concerning the proof and the history and the fact of Jesus' life, if anything Jesus said in this Bible or in this thing is not true, then you can discard all of it. But when you read the scriptures from cover to cover, all the prophecies about Jesus, were fulfilled. One scientist said it is impossible for one man to perform all of these prophecies in his life. The probability for that happening is like astronomical. It's not possible. But yet Jesus fulfilled. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you you you, you all you that Jesus died, Jesus was buried. And Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. Now, one time when I was uh, 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 studying concerning the death, burial, and resurrection, you know, there are so many different things that sometimes people try to perpetrate, lies, and they try to perpetrate amen, concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. One of them was that the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees paid the, the soldiers to say that the, the, the disciples stole the body of Jesus. Say the disciples stole the body. Now think about it. These men, when Jesus was arrested, the Bible says they ran away. So they ran away. Okay? They, they, they were nowhere to be found. The only person that were close to the, the, the cross when Jesus was on the cross in his suffering was John. And the reason that John was there because John shared in his gospel that he was known to the high priest. So it was because of relationship that allowed him to be close. Hello? But the Bible says that they, 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 they perpetrated a lie, they said they stole. Now think about these men who ran away. How brave would they be that after Jesus was dead, not before, but after, and the Bible says they have four quadrants of soldiers. That means 16 well-trained Roman soldiers. 
guiding the tomb for these 12 men to come in the night to steal the body. And they ran away when Jesus was arrested. Now, you and I know human nature. That's not possible. Plus, when you look at the facts of, of the resurrection, every one of the disciples, without fail, died declaring that Jesus was alive. My mom used to say this. She said, if there is a secret, it has to be, remain with you. Because as long as two persons know the secret, it's not a secret anymore. Hello? No two persons can keep the same thing consistently. But every one of these disciples died, sacrificed their lives because of the resurrection. The only viable fact about it was it did happen. Amen? And, 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 and notice when they started to declare it. It was 50 days after. Say 50 days. 50 days. Now, if you think it was a long time, then maybe two years, three years, four years, the people maybe who have killed Jesus may have gone by the business and then they not just teach it. But 50 days, it was still fresh in everybody's mind that Jesus had died on the cross. Yet, the disciples were saying, no, he died. I mean, yes, he died, but God raised him from the dead. And they were saying to the same scribes and the Pharisees who killed Jesus, you killed him, but God raised him from the dead. You rejected him, but God lifted him up. You uh, 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 caused him to, to, be, to be put to death, but God raised him to life so that salvation can be preached in his name. Every one of them declared it. The resurrection is grounded in history. Don't let anybody fool you. It is there. Amen? Grounded. The apostles, the, 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 the disciples, uh, they understand the, the evidence, the historical evidence of the resurrection. Amen? Peter said it this way. The Bible says that, that, that with Great power, the apostles preach about the resurrection. They declare it. Amen. Paul, talking about the resurrection, he said, Jesus died. We saw him. Amen. So in fact, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 15. Let me show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul speaking, declaring concerning the resurrection. This is what he said. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at verse 1. He said, Moreover, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you receive and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast to the word of God which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Look at verse 3. For I deliver unto you first also which I have received, that Christ died for our sins. According, say according. according. Say according. according. According to the scripture. And he was buried, and he rose again the third day, 
according to the scripture. Now look at verse 5. Paul began to give evidence of the fact. Say evidence of the fact. He said, and he was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. And he was seen by over 500 persons at once, of whom many of them are still alive today, but some are falling asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by the apostles. At last, he was seen by me also, the one who was born out of due season. Amen? Notice what Paul was saying. I saw the risen Christ. Amen. Say, I saw. Amen. You see, Paul was saying to, 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 to the Corinthians Christians, he said, the, res the resurrection of Jesus is not a fake tale. It's not a figment of your imagination. It's not something that we just made up. A lot of people saw that Jesus and they are alive. You can check. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends. We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m., Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m., Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm -hmm.